Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 102 of the Big Planet Comics Podcast. I'm, I'm going to call this uh, the most comprehensive comic book podcast on the internet in the world. In the internet I, on the world. <laughs> I think, I, is I that agree. fair? Yeah, sure. We're the most comprehensive. Yeah, probably. If you don't think so, challenge us. Challenge us and tell us what is more comprehensive, and we will listen to it, and then we will be more comprehensive than that. <laughs> <laughs> 2014. What, what? So uh, it's been a few weeks. We're coming off of our uh, best of the year podcast, podcast so. which was pretty intense. We posted that as two episodes, but little little inside baseball, you guys. We recorded that whole three hour thing all at once. No, it was a br- brutal, grueling three hours. It was it was brutal and it brutal. was grueling, <laughs> brutal and brueling. And uh, I was marathon. really excited by all the. Um, the winners. Yeah. We have some great taste. There was a couple categories where we, we ended up with three winners. We were like, these are great. I, th- I liked. What, I thought the best was when we were just like super surprised by what we picked. What? I can't believe we picked our things we love. Like, we got uh, Battling Boy, blah, blah, blah. We should have we uh, had a list and run down all the winners at the beginning of this. But you know what? Whatever. Yeah. Well, you just listen to it. Just listen to it. It's three hours long. A lot of it was just District 14, which some great. Yeah. Some, uh, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say that. Our best graphic novel of the year was District 14. Yep. yep. It's good. You should read it. Somebody today was like, uh, hey, where do you guys record that podcast? I hear a lot of police sirens. <laughs> do they? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, oh, boy. We're right next to a police station <laughs> and a fire station. Yeah. So. But that's okay. So uh, what have you guys been up to since our – I guess we didn't even talk about what we were up to last time. So I don't know how long it's been. Just uh, what, it's what have you been, been doing forever. in had, the last week? I've gotten married. I have three kids. <laughs> wow, three kids. Three. It's, been, it's been that long. <laughs> so you got married and you found out you have three kids? <laughs> No, it's just been that long. Since he we did, did say a it was with his wife. He just says he has three kids. Oh, okay, totally doable. No, it's just been a long time. I don't even remember <laughs> what I did in that time period. Uh, we celebrated Christmas. Was that after? Yeah, I can't. Re- I think we. Yeah, yeah I don't think we've done one since then. So we celebrated Christmas. Christmas. New Year's was fun. Yep, Happy Holidays. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it is the end of January now. So what have you done the last couple weeks? Um, I watched some. Terrible, no, terrible. Uh, good movies that were really intense. Yeah, you told me you watched Act of Killing, Act of Killing, which I thought was about uh, the like a uh, horror factory wait, wait. or something. Act of or active? The active, the act of killing. Yeah. Oh, that's and the it, one where they recreate like the guys yeah, who about, are like, like mass murdering um, crazy yeah, these, people. This Ind- Indonesian paramilitary group that killed a lot of uh, what they said was communists. Well, um, in the they're all communists after you kill them. Five, I think, and then. Uh, you know, did you, mostly they were just killing Chinese uh, because they they were like, oh, they're communists, and they were just killing. So they were wow, very terrible. Um, but it's like them recreating like this is how we. But yeah, them. in this documentary, they're like, here, make oh, a, uh, like they actually asked them to film a scene recreating like <laughs> okay. what they did, and they end up making a movie like a long movie, and it's it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. There's like a part where there's like women singing under a waterfall, wearing elaborate costumes, and it has nothing to do with what they were doing. And then they get it's killed. Crazy. Yeah, it's insane. But there's it. the last scene of it is like the really, really hard to watch. Oh, it's boy. pretty brutal. But uh, yeah, it's good. Good times. Cool. It's, uh, Sounds like good. Nominated movie. for an Oscar. Yeah. Hey, here we go. That's important. Hope, yeah. hope it wins. <laughs> it probably should. Yeah. Um, what else have I been up to? Uh, yeah, no. It's like it's been so long that I don't even remember. So many awesome. Things. Well, that was the thing. That's, that's fine. That's that's, fine. that's enough that's stuff. Thing. Yeah. How about you, Jared? I bet you did something to, interesting. To flip the side to. The, the least happy to the most happy. I saw Lady Smith at Black Mombazo. Oh, okay. Nice. Who, uh, They're the ones that did the Lion King music. In space? Yeah, I wish. Wait, did they do the Lion King music? <laughs> I don't think that's true. Nah, <laughs> their totally music sounds like the Lion King <laughs> yeah. music. It does. How was that? Uh, they're very... Uh, smiley? Smiley and <laughs> chipper. And they're all about the peace, love, and harmony. 
yeah, that's I was fun. like, well, what am I getting into? I'm like, peace, love, and harmony, and some high stepping. Those guys can move. Nice. I, I mean, like it's it. good to have harmonies when you're uh, in a singing group. Yeah, there were there were <laughs> there were ten of them. It was crazy. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. What have I been doing? I I just started listening to this podcast called uh, <clears throat> the Star Wars Minute. Which I like a lot. Huh. So it's uh, it's Alex Robinson from Ink Panthers. Uh, oh, cool. And you guys might have listened to that. We had Mike Dawson on the show, the other host from he, Ink Panthers. Uh, and they both do comics. They well. do both do comics. But uh, <laughs> it's Alex Robinson and another guy, I believe his name is Pete. And okay. they... So what they're doing, this is crazy. Oh, boy. Each episode, they take one minute of Star Wars. Right. The original Star Wars movie. So the first episode is the first minute. Wow. The second episode is the second minute. And then they just talk about what happened in that minute for like 15 minutes. Wow. <laughs> it's That's pretty, awesome. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. So like I've only listened to three and they're talking about um, right now they're just talking about like when the big Krillian freighter or whatever yeah. flies over the screen. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's great though. I don't know. It's, it's, oh man. It's I just cool. Star Wars now. Star Wars is pretty good. The first one for sure. Yeah. yeah. And the second one. Yeah. Episode two. The third one's all right. Just to clarify, episode, I'm talking about Attack of the Clones. Uh, finally got some plot cleared up there. The clones were all being built up. Yeah, and I just finished my uh, my story for the next Magic Bullet, so that was fun. Oh, yeah. I didn't Coming know. out soon. <laughs> yeah, lots of rhyming couplets, so that was pretty intense. <laughs> uh, a big two-page color spread, so I'm excited about that. And then I've been writing a lot of uh, secret projects that I am not allowed to talk about yet. That's, sweet, that's sweet. all really good, and I'm sure character building. Most importantly, Kevin, did you not go see Monster Trucks? Oh, I did go see Monster Trucks. Nice. So, I was uh, like, nothing I can say is going to trump what Kevin's been up to. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was just hanging out with my wife. She's cool. She's the best. And uh, we were just kind of grumpy. We're like, we need to go do something fun. And so we're like, why don't we just go see Monster Trucks at the Verizon Center? So we got the worst seats that we could possibly get. So this is an indoor sports arena that they get Monster Trucks It's always indoor. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Well, no, I I went to Monster Trucks when I was a kid, and it was outside. It seems more appropriate, like, outdoors in the woods. I've only seen it indoor. But this this was inside. Uh, um, It was indoor, but it smelled more like outdoor. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> and yeah we had the worst seats it was amazing we yeah. were sitting there and brooke was like i can see everybody in this entire arena <laughs> that's how bad our seats were um but it was great uh it was really stupid yeah but amazing so well they had a few things they have uh quad wars where four by fours race each other right and there was team dc and team philadelphia oh and wow. the guy from team philadelphia comes out and he's like talking trash about the redskins and nice. stuff like that <laughs> and everybody's booing and it's really funny that's awesome. so then they race and then they like get in a fight it was like watching wrestling basically nice and so that was pretty awesome um and team dc pulled it out in the end so hey <laughs> there you go guy that won coincidence and uh and then the monster truck thing is a few different things. First, they have a race where mm-hmm. you just jump over cars and whoever gets to the other side fastest right. wins. <laughs> awesome. um, not all the monster trucks were there. But, Did you uh, see Gravedigger? No. Uh, yeah, Gravedigger was definitely there. Nice. And uh, Crush Station, who is <laughs> a monster. Yeah, nice. Crush Station was there. He's a monster truck that looks like a lobster. That's yeah. amazing. And uh, the Scooby-Doo truck, unfortunately, was not there. What? Was it Disney DX truck there? Uh, the Disney XD truck XD. was not there, um, but it, it was still it was still a good time. It was wow. really loud. Yeah, we brought earplugs. Uh, we used them during the first half, and I was like, "This is this is too boring. We need to take these earplugs out." And then the second half was much more exciting when they do the freestyle competition, <laughs> <laughs> where the trucks just go around and then they get scores. Was Truckasaurus there? Truckasaurus was not there. I would love oh, to man. see Truckasaurus, who is a, a I believe just like. It's like a Jurassic Park thing where they found the DNA (laughs) of the original (laughs) Truckasaurus. Brought him back. And brought him back. Yeah. And um, he's pretty tame, but he does breathe fire. (laughs) Or is it Truckzilla? I don't know. 
I don't know. Either way. Might have done better. But I did do bad. two different things. Thank you for reminding me that I did that. Um, I saw American Hustle. It was great. Oh, yeah. yeah it was great. I saw it I saw and it too. did not think it was as great as you guys. Oh, Nick, I, Nick and I have already either. argued about this. Yeah, I thought it was, yeah. No, I, I thought great. it had great parts. And did you see it in 3D? Great it's much bits. better in 3D. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they're great. Part the part where Jennifer Lawrence is singing "Live and Let Die" while she's cleaning is oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a great part. Jeremy Renner's hair is great. Also, a great all part. the hair is great. <laughs> I thought all the great parts made a great movie. No, I love David O. Russell though. He's one of my favorite directors. So yeah, dude does good, good movies. Yeah. I Heart Huckabees, The Fighter. Yeah, yep, good stuff. Well, I guess that's all we've been doing. Cool. Reading mm-hmm. a lot of comics. The most yeah. comprehensive podcast <laughs> in the internet on the world. We've already talked about so many comics. <laughs> we have. Uh, you mean today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's let's go to our uh, man on the street, Nick Lehappis, with a little bit of news. This just in: a whole lot of DC comics have been canceled. <laughs> I don't know why we're all so happy about that, but uh, I do know why we're so amused. So, yeah, DC announced that a bunch of titles are ending. Uh, Nightwing, Suicide Squad, Superman Unchained, JLA, Suicide Squad, and Teen <laughs> Titans. So. Suicide Squad was so bad, it got canceled twice. <laughs> it got, yeah, it's on this list twice. The second Suicide Squad, I believe, is supposed to be Stormwatch. Stormwatch. Okay. Oh, yeah, Stormwatch. They changed that logo, and then... That was it. It was, it was the end for Stormwatch. So some of these, like, like Nightwing. Some are obvious. Nightwing, I wonder if, I don't know what that, do you think I, Dick Grayson's going to become Robin again? I feel like Nightwing, maybe. Maybe there'll be a new Robin too. I don't know. I was thinking um, maybe it could be like Nightwing and the Outsiders or, you know, something else to relaunch his name on a different I think Nightwing book. and Teen Titans are both coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. I, Teen Titans to me was kind of, I mean, it's obviously we don't love the it's DC whack. stuff that's going on right now. But Teen Titans to me was the most disappointing just as far as like the reboot goes because yeah, it's pretty I felt like it got rid of so much great DC history. Yeah. Like the whole Marv Wolfman run uh, with George Perez, all that stuff is fantastic and some of the best stories, you know, and like at that time DC was telling really interesting and new stories. All that never happened. Right. Uh, all the stuff with um, the Jeff Johns run, none of that stuff ever happened and that was a great thing that was really helped right. revitalize DC and bring in one of their like best writers. What are the odds that it comes back as new Teen Titans with Wolfman and Press. <laughs> I mean, considering the age of their general talent, I wouldn't be that yeah. surprised. Uh, I, DC's just got to be thankful they have Charles Soule at this point. Cause yeah. yeah. He's doing great stuff. Um, JLA isn't really canceled. Yeah, it's just becoming Justice League United. Yeah. It so, was Canada. But and I think United. it's, yeah. So Justice League United is about the Justice League soccer team? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then um, Suicide Squad has just kind of run its course, I think. Yeah. Uh, the one that's most interesting to me, though, is Superman Unchained, because yeah. I feel like DC thought that was going to be a huge book yep. for them. Well, it is, but the thing is that... Uh, is Jim Lee moving on to like something else? Scott Snyder and Jim Lee were only supposed to do a nine-issue arc, and then somebody was supposed to take over after that. But they were right. probably like, why are we doing this? Is it going to go nine issues? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So nine, it's still, and nine is the last one. So it still has four issues left or something. Yeah, like it'll finish the storyline that they're doing, but nobody's taking over afterward. It's just... That kind of makes sense. But like, I, they should do more marquee short runs like that i do feel like it was not as popular as they thought it was i think be. so wasn't as popular as Maybe we thought not. it would be yeah um which to me is hopefully a good sign a thing i was thinking about today is that dc really like they don't have they, they're doing what they do right now which is stuff that we're not fans of and i think a lot of people aren't fans of which is kind of like this really desensitized violent stuff and like a lot of really grim storylines right. and i feel like because they have these customers that are so dedicated that will buy whatever superman book and whatever yeah. 
like Justice League book, they're not like their numbers are still really good. Right. Yeah. Uh, but they're dropping. It, and I feel like like Marvel in the 90s. Yeah. You know? And I feel like seeing a book like Superman Unchained not be as successful, even though it's like Scott yeah. Snyder and Jim Lee and Superman uh, and like people not buying it because it's just not that great of a story is hopefully, you know, like kick in the butt to another over there. The butt. So yeah. another news, uh, DC announced a bunch of new books coming out. <laughs> First of all, uh, I don't have them written here, but I'll just, I, I have them in my memory. Uh, one of them is Sinestro. Yep. Uh, another Is that going to be, who's writing that? Robert Venditti? No, it's somebody. <laughs> okay. Joshua Helfia Comedy. Okay. And it's like drawn by Dale Eaglesham, which is cool. Oh, it's Colin Bunn and, and Dale Eaglesham. This is like, all right. Has Bunn done? Um, Bun done? Has Bun done uh, DC stuff? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's done a bunch of Marvel stuff. He did that run on Wolverine. and Yeah. Huh. He, he wrote Fearless Defenders, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe not. An- another book coming out. Justice League United. Let me talk about yeah, that. Right yeah, yeah. But that's Jeff Lemire. Uh, should be all right. Um, oh, Animal Man is also ending. I don't know if we talked about that either. It's not on here. But yeah, Animal Man earlier. was weird. I felt like Animal Man had a really good start and then kind of Rot World went on a little too long. It's been good lately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just, I don't know. It's The weird thing about Animal Man is it's so much about Animal, like his family. And I feel like a lot of people just don't want to read that. It's true. They want to read about him punching people in the face. <laughs> there's a, there's Batman Eternal coming out. It's the weekly Batman. Yeah, yeah. That got announced a long time ago. There's a, a future... I don't, I don't remember what it's Justice called. League 4000? There's like a, <laughs> a, future, a weekly future book or something. Cool. Uh, it's like, uh, uh, there's Secret Origin, which is... Yep, which just, is just a bunch of Secret Origins. Secret Origins every issue. So, okay. Um... Yeah, I'm, t- I'm falling asleep. We'll talk, we'll talk about I'm falling them. asleep yeah. just reading. Yeah, it. we'll talk about those when they come out. But yeah, those things. Um, another news: a new Lone Wolf and Cub is coming out. What? Insane. Yeah. So, uh, Kazu- so excited. Yeah, K- Kazukuike, the original writer, is writing a new Lone Wolf and Cub series about. Um, oh God, I can't remember the son's name. Uh, about the cub. Yeah, about the cub. His name's Cub. Starts and- with a G. Sure. And uh, <laughs> uh yeah, and there's a new artist on it, Hideki Mori, who I don't I what did he draw? He drew something that I'd vaguely heard of, but I don't think it's been out in English. So. But it's just cool that there's gonna be new Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah, it's pretty Super crazy. Excited. Yeah. I wonder if uh this is gonna fit in with the Lone Wolf and Cub twenty one hundred continuity. <laughs> and if Frank Miller's gonna draw all the covers. <laughs> oh, God. Uh and Marvel announced finally what their post ultimate universe cataclysm stuff is going to be and it's actually all pretty interesting so this has three new titles one of them is amazing. the same right one of them no one of them is a new well it's pretty much the same. it's ultimate spider-man it's, it's right? called Mi- miles morales oh yeah ultimate spider-man or something like that yeah um which is bendis doing ultimate spider-man still and then there's uh ultimates which is starring miles and all of his friends and written by michael fife written by michael fife which is pretty crazy that's he amazing writes copra um and, and then, then there's then a new FF. There's Ultimate FF, which is uh, Joshua Fielkoff, and it's like a, a weird team, like Susan Storm, Falcon, Machine Man, and somebody else. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. But, yeah, sounds good. I, I'm great. pretty interested in this Ultimates book. It looks pretty cool. It's just like... Yeah. It's a cloak and dagger and Spider-Man and bombshell. Like, yeah, not not a white dude anywhere in the whole book. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the most diverse and best looking team. It's yeah, so good. And I and and Michael Fife's proven that he can write um, team Huge stuff. Team books, yeah. If DC was smart, instead of canceling Suicide Squad, they should have brought him in to write it. Yeah, but they um, would have just told him what to write, and he would have yeah. quit. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure. Uh, another thing is relates to our best of the year podcast when I was talking about Hawkeye having a lot of problems. Yeah. So. Last week, Hawkeye 16 came out, but 15 still hasn't come out. 
And then <laughs> this week they announced that the uh, 17, 18, and 19 were all kind of flipping around because David Aja is not finishing stuff. Uh, and so all of their storylines kind of getting jumbled in weird ways, and it's kind of uh, kind of a problem. I don't, I don't, know, I don't like swaps. it. Yeah. I don't like it. We'll see what happens, though. At least they've gotten good artists on that when it's yeah. not him. So, you know, it's been people like Javier Polito. And what's, I, who's, I don't know. Annie who's drunk? Wu. I Annie think she's great. Yeah, she's uh, great. Uh, I did not like her. Oh, she's she's very much yeah, I think she's pretty awesome. awesome. No. Um, oh, and then there was the... Uh, yeah, we got a lot of news. It's been a little while. <laughs> there was the relaunch of Captain Victory and Galactic, the Galactic Rangers, which is an old Jack Kirby creation. Let me list these creators. And, and it's about a bunch of amazing people. So Joe Casey is going to be writing it, and he's doing that Catalyst Comics thing right now. And sex. And yeah, and uh, but the artists are Farrell Dalrymple, Ulysses Fairness, uh, Michael Fife, uh, Nathan Fox, Jim Mafood, Benjamin Mara, Jim Rugg, and Connor Williamson. That's wow. insane. That's like the most amazing line. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy. It's cool that Connor Williamson is doing something else like with a publisher too. Yeah. I know it's he amazing was... that Benjamin Mara is doing <laughs> yeah. something that's like coming out that we're going to have on the show. <laughs> well, I know Connor Williamson had that. They, he had a big problem with um, Marvel. Oh, really? Because he was supposed to draw more of that Wolverine Max thing, right. and it, it just turned into oh, a big right. mess, which is unfortunate. But uh, this should be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. Um, the Captain Victory stuff is the stuff that people really liked after, right. uh, in like you know the later stuff, the more than Silver Star and some of that other stuff, right. and uh, this should be rad. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> All right, let's do some questions. Wait, wait, right? I got one more. You got you had another piece of news. What do you got? Uh, Retrofit Comics, our lovely co-publishing outfit, oh. has announced the 2014 lineup of 12 books coming oh, out this they're year. So good. They're so good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're doing basically a subscription drive. So if you guys are not in the local DC area, you can obviously come to our stores if you are. Otherwise, you can go online and sign up, and uh, we'll mail them to your house. And so first one got come out is New Box Brown. He's doing an anthology like ongoing series. And then we've got a new Sam Alden book who won the Ignats for Best New Promising Talent or something. And Madeline Flores, who is awesome. Yep. Her, uh, did you read her new comic she just posted on so Twitter? It's so good. It might yeah. make you cry even though it's only like eight panels long. Yeah. Um, and uh, Zach Gorman. Yep. If you've heard of him. He, he does Magical Game Time. Rules and, the Internet. Uh, Escape from Burger Town, which only lasted like two panels, but uh, was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's doing one. Yeah. Uh, who's, yeah. who's the person from... The the manga person? Oh, Akino Kondo, who's is uh she's kinda of the queen of the alternative one of the talented alternative scene manga artists and she's gonna be doing some translated stuff, our first translated work. Translated by Ryan Holmberg. Yep, who did all the awesome stuff for uh, Picture Box. One of the many Ryans who, yeah, who translates, translates. <laughs> Japanese books. But uh, yeah, so that Jack all. Jack Teagle from the Nobrow Crew is going to be doing a book. And Jack Teagle was in the new uh, Adventure Time issue yeah. that came out this mm-hmm. week, which was yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so go to retrofitcomics.com. You can get all 12 issues mailed to your house by me, probably, made with Kelly helping, for only $80. Uh, or you can do a half year subscription. Or we're also doing PDF. If you live in a very far away place and don't want to pay shipping, which is very expensive. PDF! So, yeah, you can get uh, digital copies for only $45, I think. For 12 comics? Yeah. Sounds good. It's pretty good. good. Um, that's all awesome. Yep. I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to, to unpack giant boxes of these and to read all of them. <laughs> I've, I've read the Box Brown one. It's amazing. It's all about a kid who, uh, like, 
meets his favorite wrestler and starts a zine. Ooh, that sounds great. It's so good. Jared, do you have a PDF of the Andre the Giant graphic novel? No. Okay. Well, when you get one, please I send could it to get me. One. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you can get one, I want to read it so bad. All right. Well, that's it for uh, news. Hey. No, wait. I got another one. Oh, okay. Uh, we've got a signing coming up with uh, Yumi Sakagawa, who did... Oh my gosh, I can't remember the full title. I think I am in friend love with you, which was a, a really popular comic also on Tumblr. Blew up the Tumblr, yeah. Yep. Uh, and it's it's a it's a really sweet comic, like not sweet like how Cartman says sweet, but sweet like genuinely, <laughs> yeah, it's like lovely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so she's gonna be here, so that's at awesome. At our DC store, February 9th, Sunday. So Sunday, 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 Come Sunday, by. next Sunday. We'll have an awesome print that she designed for us for sale. She's bringing some zines she did and some stuff. It's going to be crazy. Cool. That's awesome. Should be good. Uh, yeah. Well, I want to thank everybody who made news this week. Yep. And uh, let's do some questions. All right. We got one question this let's week. Some question. Uh, we got, yeah, let's do question. Uh, <laughs> this is from Kevin W. Panetta. Uh, Kevin W. <laughs> Panetta. Uh, question for the podcast. Can you think of any examples of game technology crossovers that were especially cool? Or, sorry, comic technology crossovers. I think basically he's saying comic video game stuff. For example, Valiant's Harbinger Wars game, which was only good. <laughs> or interactive faction li- fiction like Joe Quinzel's Depression Quest. Any others? I think there's room for interaction between indie games, uh, developers, and indie comics. And I'd love to see that explored. Thoughts? Hmm. Well, let's use this just as an excuse uh, to, for me and Nick to talk about comic book video games a bunch because I don't know if we've done that before <laughs> on here. Um, yep. But are there any comic book video games that directly interact with a comic? Um, that's I'm trying to think if there were. You, uh, I mean, no, maybe <laughs> <laughs> no. There's like literally nothing I can think of. Um, I think he named the ones maybe. I don't even know what he, what I know what Depression Quest is, uh, but I don't know. I didn't know there was a Harbinger Wars game, but I, I don't play the sex interactive game. <laughs> but uh, let's just talk about some some uh, comic book video games. Yeah, why not? Yeah, Walking Dead. <laughs> sure. Are you yeah. just saying no? <laughs> the Walking Dead game is great. The Fables video game. Yep, they're doing some good. I still haven't played that. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're looking for some good comic video games, they're the Telltale things coming out right now. Uh, which, yeah, the the Fables uh, in in Wolf's Clothing, I think it's called. Uh, no, uh, oh, in Sheep's Clothing. In sheep, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Uh, wolf something. I don't know. Wolf. <laughs> the Wolf Among Us. Wolf Among Us. And then <laughs> and then Walking Dead uh, season one and season two. Yep. are both cool. Not the TV show. Yeah, but the video game. <laughs> the game is great. Which kind of directly ties into the comic. I mean, a little bit. Some characters show up, it but it's about like a different group of people. But what are everybody's favorite comic book video games? Oh boy. We're hijacking your question, Kevin W. <laughs> Frogger. Frogger. Oh boy, Jared. Um, I got nothing. Comic book video games. Yeah, I didn't think Jared would be very involved in this conversation. I, I do like Spider Man 2, which was uh, when the second Spider Man game came out. That was a pretty great yeah, one. Yeah, Activision a, game open developed world. by Neversoft. Mm-hmm. Wow. Open world <laughs> game. World yeah. It was really fun. <laughs> Um, uh, of course, the X Men arcade game—that's a great one—is fantastic, yep. especially if you get onto the. Uh, wasn't there a six-player six version of that game? Yep. I thought and was the, also this, the Spider Man um, arcade game, which is very similar to the X Men one, but great. Like the, it had the the craziest list of playable characters. It was like you play Spider Man, Black Cat, Namor. Or Hawkeye. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> there was also that Captain America and the Avengers arcade game very that was pretty awesome. That, yeah. Another brawler. Um, 
And also, probably the worst video game of all time is a superhero video game, and that is Superman 64 for the Nintendo 64, which is a game where you fly through rings. Oh, yeah. And then you try to pick up a car, and it's impossible, and then the game is over. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It's pretty good. And there's an Aquaman game that's very similar, too. Oh, that game is so bad. Where you're basically like a torpedo, right? Yeah. You can't, like, stop. You can't really turn. You just move forward. <laughs> you just you just move in a straight line through the entire ocean when you get to the other side the game's over. Um Oh there was a thirteen, that Jean Van Ham uh, comic book that oh, yeah. made into a video game. Yeah, and David Duchovny did the voice did of the main really? character in that video game. He did, it was one of the first cell shaded video games. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. actually used like captions and stuff in it to try and make it look comic booky. Uh, there was, uh, I, I could, I don't know. Yeah, I just, this could, this I, this could, could go to, on for a really long time. Nick and I sometimes play a game where we just list things and go back and forth <laughs> until one of us runs out and then we lose. Let me tell you, some of the best ones are those, uh, Later we'll do comic book videos. <laughs> <laughs> the Ultimate Alliance games. The, the yeah, both of those are great. And the X-Men yeah. Legends and games. The X-Men ones. Yeah, they're both kind of like, uh, squad based. Is that the one where you can yeah. play Rocket Raccoon? Uh, yeah, was, I right? think in Ultimate Alliance 2, yeah, you can really? play Rocket Raccoon, yeah. yeah. Um. I don't remember that. Yeah. Also, all the... Marvel vs. Capcom games. Oh boy, maybe that's one I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, Rocket there. Raccoon is in Ultimate Marvel vs. Yes, Capcom three. That's what I'm thinking yep. of. Uh, he was part of the new roster of characters. Amazing, including Doctor Strange. Yep. That's probably the best video game related. It's probably uh, the best comic video. book related video game. It's probably just the best game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, we didn't answer your question. Yep. I'm sorry, Kevin. Sorry. W. That was a good question. Well, the answer we, is that there aren't any things. No, there must be something. Wow. Interactive fiction, the Depression Quest thing, is that there are a couple actually old Marvel um, interactive fiction games. Oh, really? They're like text-based adventures with That's the Hulk awesome. and stuff in them. Oh, yeah. I played a Fantastic Four one, but I couldn't get past the first screen. <laughs> it, was to... like, it was like, welcome to the Baxter building. What do you want to do? And I typed in like a million things. I can never get anything Yeah, because all the language parsing in those games is so specific. Uh, so it's like, you're like, I want to go fight Dr. Doom. And it's like, no. You're like, turn on light. And it's like, yeah, okay, you can do that. <laughs> now you can see. <laughs> uh, now you're dead. <laughs> now you're dead. Yeah. Uh, it's like, walk east. You go out of a window and you die. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's our question. You guys should send us questions. You can send them on Twitter. Send them to at Big Planet Comics. That's Don't cool. send them to my Twitter. Which is at Kevin Panetta, but you can follow me if you want to. Um, That's how Kevin did. And other Kevin, did he follow me? No, no. Follow me, Kevin at Kevin Panetta. Uh, Kevin's for life. Uh, but you can send questions to podcast <laughs> at bigplanetcomics.com or send them to our Facebook. And uh, we used to have a, a hotline. It's a cold line. If you call it now, it's just a Russian lady talking sexy to you. You guys want to do some reviews? Sure. Let's do it. We love comics. They're swell, except when they're written by Scott Lobdell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. Up first this week, a million comics. Yeah, we we yeah we were gone for too long. long. It's been a while, so we've got a million comics to go through, and I we'll probably just go through them pretty fast here. Yep. Up first this week, uh, all new Marvel Now point one number one. Uh, I'm doing this one first because this is the beginning of all this new Marvel stuff yep, that's starting, and we're going to have a couple of those on here. So this is they did a they did a Marvel Now point one, and they did a Marvel point one before that, and then they did a Marvel point one before that, and and these have all been pretty cool ways to sort of introduce a lot of the new storylines really that smart. are going to happen, yeah. and they've all been kind of fun. They usually have like a framing story, and this mm-hmm. the framing device in this one is about Loki trying to find. What is the thing? It's not the Infinity Gauntlet, but it's like five something like that. You know, it's a bunch of keys that unlock the sword of like destiny. Yeah, it's still like a thing of like five things that he yep. needs to find all the different five things. It's a fetch quest, but yeah. um, it's just a way for Loki to interact with different characters. Yeah, and that that framing thing is cool. Yeah, and it's just like Nick said, that's exactly what it is. And that was written by Al Ewing, who's going to be writing the new Loki series, and he's been writing Mighty Avengers, which is great. I'll yeah, 
Yeah, I wish the art was better in Mighty Avengers, but but the storyline, but the story is the fun. interactions of yeah, with Spider Man. And so is Lee Garbett who drew this? Is he going to be drawing the Loki series? Yeah, too? yeah. well, that's awesome because that Loki really stuff was good. great. That was that was kind of the it wasn't the standout in this because there's definitely one thing that really stands yeah, yeah. out in this, mm-hmm. and that's the Dan Slott, Mike Allred, Silver Surfer stuff, which is so good. Yeah, and those it, cosmic rays, man, that was the <laughs> yeah. best. It kind of sets the stage for what's going to be the new Dan Slott. Uh, Mike Allred Silver Surfer book and I like what they're doing here it's basically about Silver Surfer going around it's Doctor Who yeah it's Doctor Who it's, it's... Silver Surfer and a companion yeah. uh, going on crazy adventures yeah which is and great it's gonna be awesome uh, and then there's a bunch of other stuff in here too uh, the Miss Marvel was pretty cool I like that oh yeah yeah by, uh, G. Willow Wilson and um, Adrian Alfona yeah and it's, it's cute fun and great art and uh, I don't know it's got a it's got a nice tone to it and issue one of that comes out next week so yep. we'll be reviewing that yeah um what else was in here black widow edmondson and noto black widow. we'll talk about that more later yep. but it was good yeah did this come out after black widow number no. one came out like maybe the same, same, same week. week okay yeah because yeah. yeah. i read black widow number one first and then i oh, read really? this and i was like this is cool but i already know this book is good yeah. <laughs> yeah. um and then there's like a secret avengers thing or no there's a avengers world thing which is yep. pretty cool We'll yeah, get, get to that too. And then there's an all new Invaders <laughs> thing, which we're also going to review yeah. the first issue yeah. of that. But the cool thing about this is, it's at least it's not like pages from the comics. It's it's, it's original like standalone stories. prequels. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. short stories with the same writers and same characters. Yeah, and it was cool. It was yeah. fun. Definitely, if you're interested in the new Marvel stuff, definitely yeah, worth getting. Get it. Yeah. I was disappointed there wasn't a She-Hulk or um, Ghost Rider in here, right? Because I'm super excited those about are both those. Just books. explode people's heads on their own. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, Maybe there'll be a um, Marvel point two. <laughs> yeah, so let's go through the other Marvel. Let's go through the other new Marvel right. number ones that came out. So first up, we've got all new Invaders number one. This is written by James Robinson, who has written a bunch of stuff, but is right now writing Saviors, which is a cool little mini series. Sandman just got off of Earth. Starman. He wrote Sandman. He, he's the guy that created Sandman. <laughs> Starman. He wrote. Um, he wrote American Gods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He just left Earth too. He writes. Miracle yep. He Man. just left Earth too, so he lives on Earth again now. <laughs> Earth one. Earth Prime. Uh, and yeah, but he's great. He he. Did he co- co-write JSA with uh, yeah, yeah. Jeff Johns for a while, yeah. and he wrote Starman? Yeah, he's he's awesome. And the art in this is about is Steve Pugh, who's great. He did um, Hot Wire, oh, which man. was isn't that him? Yeah, mm-hmm. with Ellis. With yeah, Ellis, so which is a great series. I wish they would do. He drew Animal Man for a while. Those. He drew Animal Man, and he drew um, Shark Man. That was like his original oh, yeah. nice. comic that he did. That was pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, All New Invaders starts out with uh, the original Human Torch. Yep, who's now just like kind of retired, living in a small town, fixing cars. And then uh, some bad guys show up and give him his memory back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's basically the gist of it. Uh, so, yeah, he's uh, it's John Hammond, right? He's the original yeah, from Mad Men. John Hammond. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, like Kevin said, he's living in a small town. And then the Kree show up. Yep. <laughs> bad go. guys. And they're like, uh, they're like, they want some information of a super weapon that the invaders hit around the world. Yeah, so um, to get that, they need to unlock his memory. Yeah. And... So you get some crazy flashbacks. Yeah, so that so basically that's that's kind of a framing device for this, right? And it'll just be like him remembering crazy adventures that he couldn't remember before, so were never printed in comics before. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like him remembering some World War II stuff and then I mean the stuff that he remembers directly ties in because they're like talking about this weapon that they hid. Oh sure, yeah. And uh then Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> then the other people show up, like Captain America and Bucky show up. Yep. It's a, it's very like uh not very much of a like a typical first issue where they introduce every character. Like some of them show up at some point, but mostly it's just about John Hammond and him being in the small town. But um, 
Yeah, I, I liked that stuff a lot more than I, I liked the too. flashback yeah. stuff. And I thought the art, I thought CPU's art was really cool. Mm-hmm. In this. He, it's kind of a different style because usually he does that really like, like rendered style. and sometimes yeah. even computery stuff. But yeah. I thought this was this was really cool. Yeah, I liked it a lot, and I liked the weird twist with Namor at the end. I thought that was pretty funny. I found it a little disappointing. I don't know. I think it's just there's so many superhero books coming out all the while that like this was good. It's definitely but, not new. Yeah, um, it feels like his kind of JSA stuff. Yeah, so that's probably what it was, but. I was like, yeah, this is okay. I can see that. It felt a little like Astro City kind of in ways yeah, too. Astro but, too. but, uh, good character but, stuff. you know, it, it was fine. It was good enough that I'll keep reading it. Yeah. I'll yeah, definitely read the second fun. issue. Uh, definitely not the best of these, uh, Marvel number ones we're going to talk about though. Up next, we've got all new X Factor number one. This is written by Peter David, who wrote all old X Factor <laughs> number bazillions. Yeah, I mean, he even wrote the old, old X Factor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> And this is written, uh, drawn by Carmine D. Giandomenico. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who drew a bunch of, has just drawn basically like at least an issue of every Marvel book that's yeah. ever come out. Right, yeah. But did a pretty long run on uh, Spider-Man, I think, for a little while. Or it was yeah. do, like, you know. He was drawing that, um, oh my God, what is that comic about the, the heroes during the World War II that never got finished? The uh, 12? No, no the 12 that, got finished. Mystery Men? No, it was there's so many. No, it was uh, like All Star Squadron. Oh, or yeah, they did like six of them. Yeah, that book was good. It was great. Yeah, it was really good. It never got finished. Yeah. Um, uh, so but anyway, all new X Factor. Yeah. So uh, I just reread this. If you want me to talk about yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I hear they sold the name. Uh, they did to. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was my favorite part. So, so this kind of uh, gambit, I would say, is the main character in this. In this issue, yeah. In this issue, at least, and uh, it's about. It starts off with him, and he's like breaking into this. Uh, this crazy high-tech place, and Wolverine shows up, and he's like, don't do that. Everybody knows that you're here. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, setting off all these crazy alarms and stuff. And then, uh, basically, they go, uh, he goes to this bar, and Polaris is there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, I want you to come with me and join this team. And the team is X-Factor. Or, yeah, yeah, X-Factor. The all-new X-Factor. Oh, yeah. And the interesting thing about it in this is X-Factor is a, a corporate yeah. superhero team. Yeah, they're, they're sponsored by... by Serval Industries. Yeah. And, uh... That's kind of it. Like he goes and they, there's they get a tour of this place, which is kind of like Quicksilver is there. Yeah, Quicksilver is there, and um, you know, the, then that's about it. They go on a, they a start, little adventure. They start their adventure, yeah, yeah. But I thought the idea of a corporate superhero team was pretty interesting, yeah. and I thought the pacing in this issue was really good. Yeah, I liked it a lot, and I like. Uh, I'm more excited about the characters that are showing up later because there's like uh yeah, ramsey like, and warlock and i was like a bunch of people like, on the cover yes. do not show up in this issue right well it's very much just like it's again like a very different first issue where you don't actually have the whole team even and even mentioned in yeah it's, it's not like, like them going around to find people it's just like here's our stuff and then yeah i don't know if that happened later though. like that that was kind of the thing that would like in straczynski's thor there was a really similar kind of thing like that. right uh but yeah i just thought it was good i was worried that i wouldn't because i i read the beginning of x factor you know, 10 years ago right, or whatever. Right. But uh, I was worried I wouldn't be able to jump into this because Peter David has such this rich right. story he's told for such a long time with yeah. it. But it's really easy to just get in and read it. It's and, definitely a fresh start. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was it was good. But I think the best of these new Marvel books is probably this next one, Black Widow number one, written by Nathan Edmondson, who writes Dream Merchant, who is Jake Ellis, has written a bunch of Marvel stuff that... To me, honestly, has been a little bit disappointing, his yeah. his Marvel work. Some of it, yeah. But, uh, but, uh, and this is drawn by Phil Noto, who... He's awesome. What, what, what would Phil Noto's big thing be? Oh, man. He does a lot of covers. Yeah. Um, but he's drawn... He drew that sci-fi thing, like, a year or two ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Infinite uh, Horizon. Infinite Horizon. Yeah, and, that, and that's cool. His art is really great. But, uh, Jared, 
This is right up your alley. This is some espionage stuff. Yeah, so this is uh, Black Widow, Super Spy, just off doing her own thing, and it's so espionage heavy. It's it, There's basically no superheroics in this at all, and I loved it. It's like, you know, climbing down elevator shafts and, like, crazy stuff with hints, as always, at her backstory, but it's much more that she's, like, I'm just choosing to do this as kind of, like, a redemptive thing, and uh, the second issue's already come out, so uh, they're putting Well, it's exactly really like... Quick black widow in the movie like she right, literally right, but, says in this comic i have read in my ledger <laughs> yeah right right but yeah. like her thing is like she is doing jobs for people so this is not like this off the books is not superhero stuff but she's also only doing it for kind of like good missions and she's not trying to make a lot of money at it so it's just kind of like she has like a handler who's like booking her like missions and stuff and she's like i want to do this to re- redeem all the terrible things i've done yeah she's like Which an assassin a nice with twist. a heart yeah. of gold yeah. yep and she's the twist Oh, so should I tell you this? Oh, yeah, it's uh, not really that big. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah throughout some of the good stuff. It's that she's, <laughs> she's narrating this whole thing, and, they, and you find out she's telling all of this stuff to her cat, which is, uh, yeah. I thought it was kind of cute um, when it counters all the crazy stuff that happens. And, and kind of like the how her personal life, there's nothing there almost. That right, all she has is a cat, all this no, stuff. no friends yeah. or anything, yeah. And the structure of it works really well to, like, each issue, so at least so far, uh, we're reviewing the first one, but the second one has come out now, right. too. But, uh, yeah, each one has been, like, a, a job. Yeah. Right. That a she, uh, or, like, a, yeah, like, basically yeah. a hit she has to do. But then a lot of building up of this other story that's going on and some mysteries and stuff like that. And I just, I think it's good. I think yeah, it's good. I think it's the best uh, sort of licensed superhero-y thing that Nathan Edmondson has done. Yep. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, I think it's definitely worth checking out. And the art is fantastic. Fantastic. Phil Noto is pretty inspired by like that kind of sixties James Bondy poster art type stuff right. anyway. So yeah, I think and you've it, got a global setting for all the stories and missions and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it, it, works. It, it works really well. Um, all right. Well, that's it for the Marvel books. Just There's those million. There's one more, isn't there? Is there? They're Avengers probably. World. Avengers oh, World boy. number one. So this is written by Jonathan Hickman, who writes uh, two other Avengers books. Co- yeah, co-written by Jonathan Hickman. Oh, yeah, Jonathan Hickman and Nick Spencer, and art by uh, Stefano Caselli, who, like uh, the other artists we were talking about, has drawn at least an issue of every Marvel comic that's <laughs> yeah. ever come out. Definitely. Uh, but, yeah. Did Secret Warriors for a long time with, with Hickman. Yep. And this is about a planet that's going to collide with the Earth. <laughs> no, that's what a, that's what Avengers issue was about. Oh crap! <laughs> this one is about it's it's because Hickman does all these yeah, other confused. huge huge Avengers books. Yeah, they're all with, like where there's epic like stuff like worlds, like worlds colliding with Earth, like literally worlds colliding. I I I actually thought that this was what it was. I thought the world that was colliding with Earth was Avengers world. <laughs> but this one this that would one, be amazing. This one's more focused about with uh, just the stuff that's only on earth so none of the cosmic crazy stuff and it kind of focuses more on the smaller characters or it gets him to do a little more personal stuff like captain american iron man <laughs> yeah <laughs> no this one focuses on like uh like star brand and like shang shang chi and i don't know that, that's pretty big right there well no there's some big stuff happening <laughs> in it, but but Just like the cosmic level. but it's not the comic i thought it was it's yeah. more focused on on the on the characters a little more um but yeah, it's great, and this book's going to be about them fighting AIM, which is cool because AIM's. Oh AIM, yeah, I read this. AIM has an <laughs> has an entire nation, and unbeknownst to them, they have uh, they own an island, and if they've been building on the island, and the island has gotten to be the size of like Florida now, and it's like getting bigger and bigger, and it's like it's it's pretty cool. I don't know. That that's it. It's an Avengers book. Yep. It's like it's it's pretty good. It's not great, but it's you know if you like Hickman's Avengers stuff, it's it's more of that. Cool. Yeah. All right, so up next we've got Bad Blood number one. This is written by Jonathan Mayberry, who wrote um, Aqualung. 
I'm getting no. That's Paul Marbury. Paul Mayberry. Uh, I'm getting confused. What did Jonathan Mayberry write? Oh, no idea. I have no idea. Okay, and uh, the the <laughs> art in this is by Tyler Crook, who I actually don't know, but the art in this is really cool. It's great. Tyler uh, done a bunch of BPRD stuff. Okay, it's yeah. Really this issue came out six weeks ago or ten years ago, Roughly. approximately. So I'm going to try to remember what it's about. Basically, it's a it's a vampire book with. I feel like we talked about this a little bit on the best of the year podcast. I don't think so. Did we? Maybe. Um, Anyway, so it's it's a it's about uh, a vampire that attacks a kid, but the kid has cancer, right? Yeah, and and his blood infects the vampire, and uh, that's that's kind of it, right? Yeah. yeah so like, yeah, this, maybe I should be the one the, talking about this. the yes. main story. <laughs> the main story is mostly it's just about this kid dealing kid with cancer. Is, and he's, he's in high school. He's in high school, and he's dealing with uh, you know, he's hanging out with his best friend who is a jock and. You know oh, they're yeah. trying to this. They're, they're trying they're trying to get a, he's they're trying not to deal with the fact that he has cancer. You know he's trying to just live on, but he's still like clearly very depressed and he's like all skinny. And so then a vampire shows up and and tries to drink his blood, and his face starts bubbling up and he runs away and because he's poisoned from the cancer and uh, he vows to destroy everything this kid holds dear, um, and he starts doing that and it's it's kind of sad, but. Uh, Goes to a very interesting place by the end, where um, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. I don't know. It's it's yeah. It's a very it's, different it's horror a, like, book, character driven book that has this horror element onto it. But and it's, it's sort it's of more about like a personal horror of like how his life is damaged and like, and the idea of bad blood like is an interesting thing that I don't think I've ever seen in a right vampire comic, and I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, it's good, and the art's great. Yeah, it's so good. It looks a little like Feral Dalrymple. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just say that? I don't know. I didn't say feral durable. I can't, I can't say it. The rural juror. Uh, yeah, I really like this one. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. All right. Up next, we've got... Which one are we doing next? Furious, number one. Deadly Class? No, we're going to do that we're last. We're coming right oh, okay. to it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Furious, number one. This is written by Brian J.L. Glass. What, who is that? Uh, he works on Mice Templar, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. And then uh, the art is by Victor Santos, who drew Polar. Which just came oh. out from Dark Horse. And there's a good spy thriller thing. There's a Polar joke in this. <laughs> she gets thrown through a billboard, and it's for Polar the movie. Oh. Uh, I, that's all. All right, so <laughs> Furious is about a uh, super-powered hero who everybody calls Furious, even though she calls herself the Beacon. Yep. And uh, the reason everybody calls her Furious is because she... Breaks a lot of stuff. Yeah, she <laughs> uh, basically was, vi- like, videotaped stopping a crime, and then she beat the crap out of everybody that was committing the crime. And so she's been kind of branded as, like, uh, like, a bad person by the media. Yeah. And this is... A lot of this happens in, like... I don't know. There's a lot of voiceover, like a lot of captions yeah. in this, but it's just basically about her dealing with that stigma. And then there's like a little bit of a twist at the end. Yeah. Nick, you liked it. Uh, here's the thing. Jared and Kevin didn't really like it and I thought it yep. was okay. <laughs> so, uh, it's, uh, it's okay. It was a, it was a, it was a superhero thing. Yeah. It felt like it wanted to be kick-ass a little bit. Maybe. Uh, I don't it, think it felt that like it wasn't that like cynical. It was a no, but that kind of like commentary on yeah. But it was like it was real it, life. Yeah, it was like a commentary on superheroes in real life that like involved like somebody being caught on social media and like yep. I don't it was know more and like it, superhero celebrity and there's status. yeah that's what Kickass is kind of about too. And then people getting all punched up and yeah. <laughs> I don't know and like like broken goggles on a uh, superhero costume <laughs> and like i don't know just like it just reminded me of kick ass yeah. a little bit but uh it's okay yeah the art's pretty good the art's good yeah and it's just okay okay 
Up next, we've got Judge Dredd, Mega City 2. This is written by Douglas Wolk, uh, his first comic, from what I understand. Really? Yeah. Wow. And uh, art by Ulysses Fairness, who uh, I believe we talked about Gamma on here before. Yeah. Right? Yep. Uh, and Ulysses is a really good artist. Mm-hmm. Sort of in the vein of somebody like Jeff Darrow right. and Brandon Graham, those kinds of folks, James Stokoe. And uh, this is cool. It's just about Judge Dredd being basically assigned to work in a different city. Yeah, so basically they have a huge thing in the back of it explaining that there are mega cities all over the world, not just where Judge Dredd works. Yeah, because so, there's Mega City Hondo, which is yep, like the which Japanese, is the Japanese one. one. There was one on the moon. Oh, wow. uh, apparently Judge Dredd had to work on the moon for a while. I was like, oh, yeah. I miss these That days? was in the original like John Wagner stuff, ah, I think. That's so awesome. Yep. Uh, uh, there's Sov cities in the old Soviet era <laughs> or whatever because they wrote this back in the 70s. But Mega City 2 is basically Los it's Angeles. California. Yeah. Uh, and so this one is Dread basically gets shipped over there to deal with something, and it's such a radically different, like, crime and policing culture. He's not allowed to kill anybody. Right. So he's running around with, like, a cutesy little, like, stun gun, and, like, he can't drive his cool bike, and so he's being, like, sh- chauffeured around by one of the local cops. So it's very much a fish out of water while he's still bringing his Dread attitude to it. And the cops there and are basically, like, a reality like TV show that people, people watch. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, like, all the crimes, like, uh, statues and stuff, like, basically, he would walk up and execute someone back in Mega City 1. Here, it's like you give them a fine, but really, you just let them go, and they were on TV, and it was a special thing for them, and it's ridiculous. Uh, it was great. But I, also I worked into it. that is, like, he's kind of famous for being, like, this, like, badass right. judge or whatever, yeah. and, like, people there know who he is. And so if you get beat up by Judge Wright, everyone's, like, excited, because, like, oh, my gosh, I'll be on TV tonight. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's great. And it's, yeah, it's silly and fun, It's and it's really fast-paced and just, like, fun to read, and it's funny to see Judge Dredd in this environment and how yeah, he kind of deals with like, it. Yeah, he's always constantly trying to amp up and get you know permission to kill people and get <laughs> bigger guns and weapons. And, and the art is yeah. incredible. Uh, there's there's a huge two-page spread at the beginning. You there. get the first page and you turn it and so Dredd's being driven in this vehicle, you know, a car and he's like, I wish I had my bike. And you turn the page and it's shrunk down to like, what, a quarter of an inch over this two-page spread of the city and that's the scale of it just it's, it's really awesome amazing yeah it's a mind-blowing illustration yes. and then the whole thing is just like very detailed but it's it's real it's fun and then some of the characters are like really cartoony too i don't know it's yeah. just like it's a good combo that works really well together uh and it's you know it's just kind of ulysses style that yeah. he does but uh it yeah great i thought it was a great first issue i yeah. can't wait for issue two which is coming out already next week so it's what gonna be four five issue series or something? i think so yeah. Yeah. yeah it's definitely a mini series but uh yeah that was that was good awesome. well, it's a lot of good comics and then some just some stuff. okay comics all right up next we've got empire of the dead number one this is written by george a romero who's that uh he wrote toe tags uh <laughs> a dc series that was illustrated by tommy castillo oh boy uh <laughs> no uh george george romero i mean you know everybody he did do that though right he did do oh, that. Boy. it was really all the bad. dead movies yeah he did uh night of the living dead i've yep. seen that dawn of the dead i've seen that day of the dead i might not have seen that oh day of the dead's good that's that's got bub in it and <laughs> uh land of the dead and Definitely then did not was see that. the last one? Well, there are two more. There's Diary of the Dead, oh, which is Diary. pretty bad. Oh, and boy. then there is Survival of the Dead, which is atrocious. I heard oh, that was pretty Survival bad. of the Dead is a Hatfields and McCoys type story what? that takes place on an island where the... Um, so these people are just trapped there. It's it's crazy. It's a really crazy thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but this is Empire of the Dead. And this this follows basically directly after Land of the Dead, I would say. Uh, Romero's zombie thing has had kind of this arc where zombies slowly have been learning more and remembering more about their lives and stuff like that. And that's even happening a little bit more, I would say, in this comic. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. So, uh, 
It, I I was actually surprised when I when I was, when I started reading this and I saw that I, I, it says George Romero Empire Dead or whatever. I didn't realize he actually wrote it. When I saw it open, I was like, wow, that's pretty insane that George Romero <laughs> is writing a comic. Um, and it's drawn by Alex Maleev, who did Daredevil a lot of Daredevil, and it's Alias. great art. Yep. Moon Knight. Um, yeah, Starlight. and the, the 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 main character in this is basically Barbara's sister from uh, Night of the Living Dead. If you don't know who Barbara is, then you, She's in the you know um, everybody knows who Barbara is. Yeah. They're coming to get her. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And it's about uh, her trying to find an intelligent zombie. And uh, she ends up fighting this, fighting this, uh, fighting, finding this arena where zombies are put to fight against each other. They find the more kind of intelligent seeming zombies and get them to fight. Um, Which is something that started in Land of the Dead as well. Right. Yeah. And then there's a crazy twist at the end. Uh, which I did not like. Which I, I, I thought it was crazy. Uh, I liked it. Uh, it was, <laughs> for me, it was a trope that, like, has been done so many times that I was just like, especially for, like, Romero's zombie movies, I was just like, we don't need this. It was definitely something I did not expect to oh, see. Oh, I didn't expect it either, but I was just like, uh, um, You know I what I liked know. about it? Well, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. I, I, like, that that I like that it's really, it's really weird. It <laughs> is weird. It's not just that it's a thing that it, it's just so weird, like the way the person is dressed. And I like that it's, um, that it is a subject that George Romero has tackled before in one of my favorite movies of oh, his. Really? And <laughs> I like the way that he deals with this kind of thing. Right. <laughs> Does that make sense? Spoiler alert. Yep. Uh, no, it's Knights on Motorcycles. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was surprisingly well written for somebody who previously yeah. wrote Toe Tags with Tommy Castillo. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it was just a cool first issue. Like, yeah. even if you went into it not knowing anything about the Romero zombie movie. Yeah, like I, think I said, it's cool. I haven't seen right. any of the last ones, and I thought this was really good. It's, but I think it's if very you... much a post zombie apocalypse movie. It's like you know, it's the world trying to come to terms with all this. So you see, like how our things have changed, and it was pretty interesting. It's weird because I often think, like, I don't like to disparage a whole genre or you know something like that. But I think, oh, I don't really need any more zombie comics. Right. Yeah. But then I read this and I really liked it. Yep. <laughs> so what are you going to do? I like to say also that it's going to be really long. <laughs> Is it? It's Empire of the Dead. Book one, number one. There we go. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I, I, that's fine. I mean, if it continues this quality, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, Especially if it goes as insane as it seems yeah, to be going. See. I see. There's always an element of dumb in those movies. Yeah. And right. I, so I like the ending. Yeah. Oh, no. I loved it. There's a vampire. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, up next, we've got uh, Full Legato. Uh, is this... Oh, okay. I thought this was all to crazy. So is this written by Alexios? Yes. This is the Chiarios? first... Yes. How do you say that? And drawn by Nicholas DeCracy. This is apparently Nicholas. the first work that Nicholas DeCracy did. Oh, okay. And so. it is about a crazy carnival? Oh, man. It's about right. an opera singer. Yeah, <laughs> so there's the city, which I finally realized is, was it Ece Nihilo, which is I am nihilism or I am nothing in Latin, I realized. Yeah. That's yeah. the name of the city. Eh, eh. Ece Nihilo. Oh, man. Something I'm like saying that. it right. Well done, Nick. Uh, it's just I, like... I, I'm not, I probably I, didn't say it right either. Isn't no. it just the same as like Ex Nihilus, which means like the end of the world yeah, or yeah, something? Yeah. Ex Nihilus yeah. is from nothing. From nothing. Like yeah. Ex Machina from the machine. There you go. There you go. Uh, and that's Paul Legato. <laughs> so basically it's about an <laughs> opera singer coming to this town because they're, they're throwing a carnival because there's a lot of crime. Um, and they, they want to give the people... A, a way to like let out all their frustrations. So they yeah, it's like this a de- epic week long carnival. Yeah, it's kind, city. it's kind of like the purge, the movie, the purge. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like that. Um, and it's about this opera singer who is the weirdest. It's, this is well, such a weird, he's book. a castrati. And so yeah. like 
he left the city when he was very young. He hates the city, and you don't know why. He has, hates his family, which starts to give you a clue. Well, as it, as it goes along. Yeah, it, it develops out. But the main thing is, like, this is super weird. Like, it's super weird. It's full of, like, surreal elements and, like, people who might be puppets. And There's like, people that sell arms and legs yeah, um, and, on the street. And the crazies art, if you haven't seen it, I don't even know. It's, like, painted, but messily chaotic and... But I don't. But I think that this is this is different than his later art. I feel oh like. yeah, yeah, very yeah. much so. It's a lot more. I'd say like lined. If that makes it's sense. A little, yeah, it's got more like edging around stuff. It's, it's a little more cluttered. It's a. It's not as simple. Not simple, but as you know, wow, as yeah. smooth as his later smooth, stuff. Yeah, even though he seems not. to be taking a lot of influence from like. Um, like the sort of like turn of the century German artists, like yeah, uh, yeah. like there's a lot of Gustav Klimt in this, right. uh, like and a lot of Egon Schiele in it too, which yeah. is kind of kind of weird. I feel like his later stuff is a lot softer than this. Yeah, yeah that's it. Softer, Either way, his art is is great. In this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, everyone in this is in costume, and then they have the carnival, and the costumes get crazier. There's a riot of colors. Everyone is misshapen and like not inhuman, but just like very cartoony in their aspects and their dimensions and. Uh, like the uh, Faligato is like this kind of giant, like oversized child's shape, and I, I can't even describe everyone. It's, it's and then it's some of the characters movie. are like three feet tall and yep. like also three feet wide. Yeah, yeah. And there's a really messed up twist about Faligato and why he is the way he is, and he keeps having these dreams about this friend that he had when he was younger, and what it ends up being is pretty. My question is: Is it too weird? Is it like too European? Maybe <laughs> it's so it's, European. It, it feels like a European film. I wouldn't say it it's definitely has European, like, a, like a Fellini movie or yeah, something. It's like it definitely that. has a Fellini ending. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, like, like later Fellini. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what just happened? Yeah. It's it's surreal. But yeah, I mean, there's there's you know there's definitely a story there that you can you can describe pretty easily. Like it's like a, this opera singer who's got family problems dealing with uh, an issue in his past and this he, crazy he's city blocked out. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, what it, what it ends up being is pretty crazy. It's good. It's, I definitely recommend yeah. it. That's Foligato. It's super weird. It's, I can <laughs> yeah. recommend it to, to everybody. But yes, it's good. All right, up next we've got Juice Squeezers number one. Yes, by David Juice Lapham. Squeezers. Uh, I love this comic. It's crazy. So Juice Squeezers is a comic uh, about a group of kids that live in a small town where under the under the town are a bunch of bugs, like giant bugs, giant bugs. But the tunnels that the bugs live in are too big for adults, <laughs> so the kids have to go yeah. in the tunnels and fight the bugs. And, and this uh, has been going on for a long time, apparently generations. Yeah, and so the worst area of bugs is under this farm, and uh, the farm has been abandoned for years. But this family comes in from out of town, you know, some big city folk, <laughs> and they buy the farm, and obviously it's infested with and giant bugs. Well, nobody a- knows about the giant bugs, right? No, well the kids they do. do. And well, the kids do, but not like the, the the world at large doesn't. Yeah, know. no, no, no. Like they a keep it in yeah, this yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. and so, of course the f- new family has a kid who is also the age of all these kids who've been exterminating bugs for so long. And the kids are so funny. Yeah, they're pretty great. Yeah. They're all jerks, <laughs> but like in the best way. Yeah, it, it <laughs> it's like a kids. teen drama because uh, it's like the the outsider coming to town sort of thing and dealing with a new life and all that. But there are also people who have to go fight bugs in tunnels. Well, <laughs> David Lapham, by the way, is the guy that wrote and drew Stray Bullets and Young Liars. Yep, so yeah. he's really, really awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is, like, the craziest guy. This is just right up my alley. Like, it's yeah. the best thing like, in yeah. the for example, world. Like, for example, like, the, how crazy it is is that it gets to the point where, like, this farm that they, they, they bought 
was the site of like an epic bug war <laughs> where there were many casualties and and that's why it's been closed down. It's pretty crazy. It's 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 awesome. It's so good. It's so yeah, good. It's really good. Definitely worth checking out if any of that sounds interesting to you at all. It's it's better than what we just yeah. said. Yeah, it's it's great. And we loved it. Uh all right, up next we've got Miracle Man number one. Never heard of it. So this came out did this come out two weeks ago, or did this come out, come out 30 years ago? <laughs> yeah. uh, so this is written by the original writer uh, and art by Gary Leach. 40 years ago. Uh, no, so that yeah, so this is written by Alan Moore, all, but on the inside it says story by the original writer, right? So Alan yep. Moore's name got taken off of this, which is pretty awesome. Um, and art by Gary Leach on the main story, and then there's some backups by Mick Anglo. Yep. And this is Miracle Man. Yeah. It's a miracle, man. I don't know. Um, it's it been out of print forever. I legendary. It's very much kind of ahead of its time. And actually, I was talking to a bunch of people today about it. I read the first and second issue so far, and uh, it doesn't feel dated as I was reading it. Like uh, It's very modern. So far, nothing about it feels dated as I've gone along. It's, well, especially... Um, yeah, well, what is Miracle Man about? Uh, it's about, about basically this character named Miracle Man who is an actual character from like the... The fifties, forties, yeah. Marvel Man, I guess is yeah, what Marvel he was called. Yeah, um, and he he was a Captain Marvel. He's Shazam basically knockoff. yeah, Captain Marvel knockoff. But he's got like a Miracle Kid and like, no Kid Miracle and like kid, Young Miracle like kid Man. Shazam. All children are young miracles. Shazam, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> and in their last battle, they they all got caught in this atomic explosion, um, and he's just now his memories finally come back to him like years later. He's forgotten that he had superpowers. He forgot basically. that he had superpowers, yeah, and, and he remembers, and he's become Miracle Man again. And um, he finds—I don't know how much I want to give away, but anyway, he I think that's good. That's like there's some crazy yeah. stuff going on in the world that he doesn't know about. You can just say that, but it's written by Alan Moore. It's yeah. written by Alan Moore, yeah. And, and it's, it's also like that he's trying to put together the reality of all. He's like he's got these memories, so he's like, but that's not how things ended up in this reality. You know, it's like. Uh, nobody remembers this. I should be right. much older than I am. So there's obviously like some disconnect between his memories of being a superhero and what has happened in his normal life since and that time. And there's a lot of nudity and violence and swearing. It's like, yep. And I would assume Alan Moore thinks gratuitous. that Flex Mentallo is a huge ripoff of this. Probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, we, did, we didn't talk about the Alan Moore interview. Oh, no, we didn't. No. <laughs> well, the last Alan Moore interview. The cool thing. Oh, thank God. But anyway, um, one cool thing you might. Uh, people that are kind of like, oh, I have all this already. I read this already. Um, the second issue of Miracle Man has a story that was never reprinted, like in any of the trades or anything since like it came out, which is pretty interesting. And there's some other interesting stuff in this it's too. All for, for if you do have it, yeah, it's all recolored. And I think they actually did a really good yeah. job on the recoloring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was looking at some of the original coloring, and unlike some of the things they recolor that I don't think need it, like yeah. Killing Joke, which I think the original coloring looks amazing. Uh, I thought they, I thought the original coloring on this was not too fantastic, no. right. and they actually did a really good job of making it look modern without making it look too computery too yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there's some like articles in the back, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, like, of course, none of them can talk about Alan Moore, which is like yeah. the weirdest thing. Yeah. Uh, Alan Moore is determined to take off, take his name off of any comic that he ever wrote when he was a relevant writer in the comics <laughs> industry. Uh, and and then there's some uh, pr- reprints of old Miracle Man stories as well. Yeah, the original, yeah, 50s which ones. are fun actually. Yeah. They're, they're they're really fun. Insane. But uh, yeah, much better than when Marvel was. <laughs> when they came out with that Miracle Man comic and, and it was just reprints and stuff yeah. from the 50s and everybody's like, okay, this is not what we want. Get yep. to it. Yep. But yeah, so I think with all the extra stuff and 
But yeah, so, so the thing they're going to do was it twenty four issues came out initially, that, yeah. and so the it looks like they're doing them every two weeks, which is nice. You don't have to wait two years for this. It might be one a month after this, so it'll be a while. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, anyway. But they're going to do the they're going to reprint all the original issues, uh, which were written by Alan Moore, and then Neil Gaiman took over at a certain point. I think mm-hmm. Moore did eighteen or so, and then I and then Gaiman is going to write a final issue. Is that, yeah. is that finish right? up the storyline? So like one or two or three issues to finish and Mark that out. Buckingham, who drew the original. Um, his his run of it, he's yeah. finishing it too. Yep. with him. So in that Alan Moore interview, he he talked about how he respected Neil Gaiman, but I assume after this he won't respect him anymore. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I think it's cool. I've never read it. I downloaded it five years ago or whatever, yeah. and just was like, eh, I don't know. I don't really want to read yeah. this. And but I I like reading it as a new comic, basically yeah. that's coming out now. Yeah, I think it's, it's a it's fun, fun way to read it. So yeah, and it's re- I've read them all. They're really good. They're they're worth reading. So. If so you check think it out. It's been overhyped. It's maybe overhyped a little bit, but it's still really good. Honestly, I think like a few years ago, it was like really in the consciousness, and yeah. now it's like <laughs> once it finally starts to fade, they're like, "Let's okay, let's put out yeah, this yeah. Miracle Man comic." Yeah. Now that most people forgot about it, yep. But, uh, yeah, but definitely cool. Definitely worth checking out. All right, up next we've got God, so many comics this week. Uh, Seekers of the Weird, number one. This is written by Brandon Seifert, who writes um, Witch Doctor. Witch Doctor. Witch Doctor. Uh, and art by Carl Moline, who drew Frey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and weird. other stuff, I I'm did, sure. He did draw Frey. He did draw Frey, though. Uh, so Seekers of the Weird is a weird is a weird thing. Yes. <laughs> so this is the full title. This is Disney Kingdom's Seekers of the Weird. Right. Now, there are going to be a few of these. Are there? Part of the so. Disney Kingdom's line. Yeah, of the you Disney imagine, King- right? Kingdom's are line. Are they going to do Disney Kingdom's Pirates of the Caribbean? What? Disney Kingdom's. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but they're doing another one. Wow. Maybe. Haunted Mansion? Maybe. Probably. Something? This is a Haunted Star- Mansion one, basically. Star Tours? Uh, no, this one is actually Epcot. based on... So there was a there was a point in time where one of the Imagineers at Disneyland was going to make a thing called the Museum of the Weird. Which was while you were waiting for Haunted uh, Mansion. Oh, okay. And, and it was like a Ripley's Believe It or Not type right. thing. And uh, so this is based on that, which is pretty weird. But, uh, God, I keep saying It never weird. got built. Yeah, it never got built. But there's stuff about it in here, which is kind of neat. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. <laughs> but uh, sorry, my nose is stuffed up, so I keep running no. out of breath. <laughs> uh, so this is about a brother and sister whose parents own a store called Keep It Weird. A curiosity shop. Yeah. And uh, basically, it's about them. Yeah, there's some stuff about their school life and, and whatever. But it's basically about them going home and something crazy happens. And a portal to another dimension is open and their parents are kidnapped. Yep. They go upstairs yeah. into their, their parents, you know, you know, private room. And they realize that that room is full of magical weird things. And this portal opens and they realize that all the stuff their parents have been into all this time is real and magic exists. And there are monsters out there. Spells start taking place. So it's like action adventure and chases and family secrets and twists. And uh, it, was, it was awesome. If you're seeking things that are weird. No. Yes. The Museum of the Weird is pretty weird. There's yeah. a giant turtle. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, no, I thought this was a good first issue. I really uh, liked it. That. Was a, it was a lot of setup, but uh, done in a fun way. It was really, uh, it was just, like, fun to read. I don't know. Yeah. It was it was easy to read, if that makes sense, without sounding like it was dumb. Yeah. Like, it was just, I wanted to know what was going to happen. It felt like a Disney movie, like a fun like, Yeah, like yeah. Movie. Jumanji. <laughs> Jumanji. Is that like, a not, movie? Like, not, so. like, dumbed down for kids, but, like, uh... Like, all the, all the yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like the computer wears tennis shoes. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. It was or, like Night at the Museum. Yeah, or like the sh- the Shaggy Dog. Oh uh, yeah, uh, the Shaggy, Shaggy Da more a little more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was like Flubber, too. <laughs> Son of Flubber. Son of Flubber. Uh, 
Oh God, I got confused. Wait, what is <laughs> what is Flubber two? Son of Son of Flubber. Who is in Flubber two? Okay. Robin Williams. Oh, okay. Now I know what that is. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, I saw that. Um, in the in the, I was confused. Dick Van Dyke I, was in the original one, right? Uh, was Jerry Lewis, the Nutty Professor. Yeah, it was Jerry was Lewis. The first one was Jerry oh, Lewis. Yeah, I saw yeah. that one. So there's the Nutty Professor. Let's let's get into this. So there's the <laughs> Nutty Professor, and then there's Flubber. Right. But then what's the Nutty Professor with um, Eddie Murphy? The Clumps. Right, but is that the same story? Because that's about Flubber too, right? No, but that one's not about Flubber. Because Flubber is the movie with Robin Williams. Those are two different movies. I'm so confused. Okay. I think they both have... Uh, the Dick Van Dyke one is Flubber, I think. The Dick Van Dyke one is the one where they're like... <laughs> I can't even do it. You <laughs> <laughs> say something about changing... Her- that's the one where they're like, Hercules, Hercules. Yeah, yeah that's okay. the one. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah. Got it. Nailed it. Okay, uh, up next, we've got Serenity, <laughs> Leaves on the Wind, number one. <laughs> This is written by uh, Zach Whedon, and uh, the art in this is by uh, Zach Whedon is Joss Whedon's brother. He wrote wow. the, some of the. Um, oh yeah, I guess there's Jed Whedon as well. Yep. But Zach Whedon's been writing a bunch of stuff recently. He yeah. wrote the uh, bunch of the Serenity stuff. He wrote the good Serenity stuff. He wrote like uh, the, the Shepherd's Tale. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. Um, and and this is art by Giante, who's drawn pretty much all the Buffy. A lot of season, Buffy, a lot of season it, yeah. seven, eight, or season eight and nine. And uh, the I thought the cool thing about this, I've liked some of the Serenity stuff, but this is like a true sequel to yeah. the movie Serenity and the TV show Firefly. Right. So they did a very short one shot called Float Away or something like that, which was like kind of the wake for Wash. Uh, if yeah. you haven't seen the movie, Wash dies. Oh, uh, spoiled. <laughs> spoiler alert. I mean, this is a spoiler for an eight-year-old movie. I mean, yep. <laughs> But anyway. Spoiler uh, for eight-year-olds. So they had a brief bit in that. You're in like, which... I like Firefly, but I still haven't seen Serenity. <laughs> it's true. They're on Netflix. Yeah. Get on it. They're great. Uh, so, yeah, this is the best thing ever if you like Firefly and Serenity. If you don't know what those are... There is absolutely no point in reading this. Yeah, yeah. go watch those and then immediately... I mean, I this. feel like it does enough to kind of get you into it without actually knowing... Yeah, it's good if you don't know that, but it's it's It not. gives you a good of a like a huge information dump at the yeah, end. There is like, that, but yeah, also but it's still like, be like, what are they talking about? Why or is like, this important? Like, who is this ghost? Yep. And why right. is this part sad? Yep. Right. <laughs> like what is what is the word that Inara doesn't want Mal to say to her? You but, know, it's yeah. like stuff like that. It's like everything in this book that's good is good. It's all character based yeah. on previous bits. Yeah. Right. So there's some like I don't even think they say half the characters' names in this. Yep. Also, a character shows up who's from the TV show. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Who hasn't been on the like this is not for the people movie. who have seen all of Firefly and Serenity. But if you've seen all Fire, Firefly and Serenity, this is awesome. It's awesome. It's it is so good. so good. They nail all the characters' uh, tones. You there's a logical. It's like a few months after the movie ended there's logical stuff about, about eight people months. have done stuff uh it's a great reaction of why the how the government's reacting to what happened in the film and there's crazy twists there's character development there's things you wanted to see things you didn't want to see things you're surprised to see and this is amazing yeah because when you went to the movie theater and you saw serenity and then you got sad at the end because yep. you knew there was never ever going to be another one yep. and they set up so much stuff in that it's like this kind of sad thing that finally happened where they realized there was never going to be another Serenity movie. So they're like, let's let's finally tell this awesome story we set this up. This is basically the second Serenity movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, hey, we set this stuff up to be Star Wars and yep. be about the Rebel Alliance fighting the Empire. Yep. So let's do that. And now they're doing it. And it's great. It's really good. Uh, and they do a lot of cool things in this. Like, you don't see any of the characters for, like, the first ten pages. Yeah. Right. And you're actually, like, I was reading this, and I was like, I want to see him. Show yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. And, and then that, you see him. It's best. And yeah. The, the, yeah. Part of the the fun of this is, like, seeing where all the characters are and, like, what they're doing. Which, yep. There's a bunch of twists to all of them. And I was like, uh, uh. Oh, yeah, definitely about eight months later. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was It was just really well done. 
it was it was cool. Giorgiante's art can be a little uneven not, at times, yeah, yeah. But then sometimes it's awesome, and and he's that's he, true. Yeah, he's good at storytelling, even yeah. if sometimes his uh, his stuff is a little. You know, it's just a little uneven. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, overall, this is... So good. Yeah. I Basically, everybody that came in the store today, I was like, did you watch Firefly or see the Serenity movie? And if they said yes, I'm like, you have, you to, have to buy, buy this book. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, pretty awesome. All right. We just have one more book left this week. Saving the best for last. This is Deadly Class number one. Spoiler. We liked it. This <laughs> is written by Rick Reminder, who wrote uh, Sea of Red. And yep. uh, the artist Triple X Zombies, <laughs> yep, Crawl Space, Triple X Zombies. I know Rick Remender has been writing uh, Black Science, which is obviously a huge book right now. Uncanny and, Avengers, uh, Captain America, Uncanny X Force. Yep, he wrote Fear Agent. He wrote the best X Force run that will ever be out ever. Um, yeah, and art by Wes Craig, who I don't know, but the art in this is, is incredible. Good, he is great. It looks like Paul Pope, like a cleaner Paul Pope. He, kind drew, of. he drew like random things, like he did uh, some Wildstorm stuff, I think. Wildstorm here. Summer Special, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was his big breakout <laughs> in 2002. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but this is about um, it's basically about a homeless guy who teen. Homeless a homeless teen. teen. Uh, it's kind of like where the day takes you. <laughs> uh, it's about a homeless teen it is very much like that. who uh, is basically tapped to join a group of assassins. Well, I guess kind of, of. At first, he just gets involved in some stuff he doesn't mean to get well the crazy thing is like he's just living on the street and he's talking about how terrible it is and how people suck and then he's like he tells you like his backstory uh and (laughs) the way his parents died is pretty hilarious and terrible at the same time (laughs) it is it was like i was shocked when i saw that Um, i was like oh what 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 yeah um yeah and you see kind of his day-to-day life and how he thinks people are after him but he's like maybe everyone's crazy, and he's really depressed, and he's thinking about killing himself. Um, and it turns out people are after him um, for various reasons, and uh, other people are also after him. So there's some people after him for legal trouble that he's gotten into, and then there's people who are interested in making him an assassin. <laughs> so. And most of these are like super cool teens who. Uh, one thing, this is set in the 80s. So hey, if you you're a super cool teen, you'll like this book. <laughs> Pretty much. It's set up in 1980. Yeah, it takes place in 1987. So if you were a teen in 1987, you might even like this even more. Hey, happy birthday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it was. Uh, this is just really good. We, we can't describe it. It's just it's but the, the greatest. There's some, I wish, of, can we talk about the name of the school, though? Is that a thing? Yeah, we can, can talk do? about that. Because, yeah, that, like, ramped it up beyond, like. Oh, like, to me, oh, I was just like, what is happening right now? I started laughing because. Yeah, I did, too. Um, uh, to anybody else, probably in most parts of the country, like it will, it will just be like, oh, that's a crazy underground. There's a school that's literally underground. It's under the earth, um, underneath a building. But it's called King's Dominion. King's Dominion School of the Deadly Arts. Which yep. uh, to most people probably means nothing. But to us, King's Dominion is like the <laughs> local Paramount theme park here. Yep. Yeah, it's a local amusement park. Oh, it used to be a Paramount theme park, but now it's just <laughs> a, an amusement park in the area. Unlicensed, yeah, unlicensed. <laughs> Tweety Birds, yeah, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, this was just a really good comic. Like, I felt like there was a, a thing about this where I felt like, oh, haven't I seen this story before? But that was just because it was so good, and like, I yeah. was just immediately in it. And it, yeah, you know, maybe it's, it's similar like Harry to, Potter, yeah, like Harry Potter or like something like Morning Glories as well, yeah, yeah. but uh, it's just done. Better than well, I won't say it's done better than Harry Potter because I like Harry Potter. But uh, the main character is very interesting, um, and you kind of relate to him a lot. He makes even though he's like choices, and, yeah. Even though he's done some crazy things, um, and the the action in this is incredible. The pay, 
panel layouts are crazy. Yeah, the there's, art's so good. There's multiple pages where there's like at least fifteen panels like just going on at a time. It's, but it's but it's good. not. It's it's weird because but not jumbled. Yeah, yeah it's because like it's innovatively fast paced and it's chaotic, but like it's it's really well done at the yeah. same time. It's you follow it very yeah. Easy. Uh, I I do want to just say uh, Lee. Uh, Lowridge, I guess, Lafridge, Lafridge, uh, who did the coloring in this. The coloring in this so is good. amazing. It's, really it's kind good. of a, it's kind of a limited palette, and I think it just works really well for it. Right. Um, it kind of reminds me at times of like the coloring in Hawkeye. Yeah, um, but that's Matt Hollingsworth, though, right? That yeah. does Hawkeye. But uh, yeah, it's just the coloring is fantastic. Uh, the whole the whole book is just really just good. get it, just get it. Except it's probably sold out wherever you're going so for us. oh well okay give me some copies for my oh, store. man right. <laughs> yeah or we went deep <laughs> good yeah. uh cool well that's it for for this week wait is there a second page here no nope, that's it no that's it review later hey later we're gonna review some of these other books on the second page yeah. <laughs> so look forward to that uh yeah we'll be back next week everything's back to normal now all right it's 2014 wow. you guys let's do this we're gonna take this podcast up a notch uh we're gonna review this many books every week now. oh no jesus <laughs> uh yeah so this is the that's the end of uh, the 102nd episode of the most comprehensive comic book podcast <laughs> in the world in the world on the, possibly the universe possibly probably the universe i don't know challenge well, i don't know yeah. We'll see. Yeah. They don't have like a planet that's all comics. Uh, well, I will say they're probably reviewing different stuff than us. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> if true. you're on Earth, this one's the best. Uh, cool. Well, that's it. We'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Bye.